This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Five G at CES. It was inevitable that I was gonna talk about it, so let's run down what we expect from the show. I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. With me to talk about one of my favorite topics is one of our 5G experts, Eli Blumenthal. Welcome, Eli. Thanks for having me back. I know I've said it for the last two years, but 5G will play a big role at this year's CES. Now, I make the argument that it'll be huge at the show because partly because it's remote and we aren't going to have a lot of hands-on opportunities with devices and, and heavy hitters like Google aren't going to be around. But what are you expecting from the show in regards to 5G? I think we're going to start to see 5G pop up in devices beyond uh, phones. That's really been the focus right now. It's It's been in 5G phones, which is kind of different than past cell phone or cellular network improvements where you've seen hotspots and tablets. I think at CES, we may actually start to see, or at least I'm hoping, that we start to see it pop up in other devices. Two years ago, Verizon CEO Hans Vestberg had a CES keynote where he talked about some of the different applications for 5G, but a lot of that was experimental or conceptual. Eli, what are you expecting this year? Well, this is Hans's what, second CES keynote in three years? They are starting to become pretty much a regular at CES. As for what to expect, Verizon's been very vocal about its strategy. I mean, all the carriers have been pretty vocal about their respective strategies. I'm curious to see if they announce new 5G cities. They, at the end of 2020, passed the 60-millimeter wave cities that they promised they would hit. They just got that in before the end of the year. Do we see more cities coming from them? Uh, more promises of cities or even announcements of cities that are ready. All the carriers have been working on their 5G build-outs. CES, a keynote there would be a good time to announce a network upgrade or to announce that they've increased their coverage. They still trail T-Mobile as far as a footprint for 5G, so maybe some announcements there. And possibly, I, I guess, some demos or ideas of what 5G could really offer to not just consumers, but to also businesses. It'll be interesting to see what he shows as far as what Verizon views 5G as being. So beyond Verizon, what are the other carriers doing? That is a great question. They've all been relatively quiet, seemingly giving CES and the focus that comes with a virtual CES to Verizon. Uh, They haven't been terribly flashy as far as getting a keynote spot or touting any big events. Uh, It'll be interesting to see what they're doing, but so far they seem to be, at least right now, laying low. We'll see if that changes over the next week. Right. And the other big news that we're expecting, uh, which isn't technically part of CES, but Samsung will be holding its Unpacked event next week on Wednesday, the last day at CES. Again, while it's not officially part of the show, you know, it, it sort of captures the same audience. And, and it's there we'll expect to see the launch of the Galaxy S21 line. Uh, and likely, or very assuredly, 5G will play a big part of that. I'm curious if uh, if we're expecting any other 5G devices. You sort of hinted at that. It's at the top of this segment. Uh, 
what else are we going to see? Well, I'm hoping we'll start to see 5G again appear in other types of uh, devices, whether it's laptops or tablets or Internet of Things, connected connected devices. Uh, interestingly enough, T-Mobile, uh, I believe it was just the other day, announced their cheapest 5G phone yet, the OnePlus Nord N10 5G. It's a heck of a name. Uh, it, it will cost $300. And last year at CES, Verizon's Ronan Dune, uh, one of the heads of their or the head of their uh, wireless division, uh, told us that they were targeting for 2020 to get a $400 phone. And now you have T-Mobile right before this year's CES coming out with a $300 5G phone. So maybe we'll start to see some more affordable 5G devices. That would be nice. Yeah, I talked to a couple of analysts who said that we might see 5G in other devices, and, and they largely point to laptops. What do you think about the idea of more laptops getting 5G, especially since CES has traditionally been more of a laptop-heavy show? Well, when it comes to laptops, I'm hoping we get better webcams before we get better 5G connectivity. <laughs> right. Admittedly, that's that's largely a MacBook issue, and Apple doesn't usually show up at CES, so not expecting that to change here. Um Eventually, hopefully, we're, we're going to be out of this pandemic and moving around again and going out. And in those scenarios, you're going to want your you know expensive computer to be able to connect to the best network, so this way it can you know function well wherever you are doing whatever you need it to do. Um, I think five G could and should start appearing in laptops. Whether it'll be useful in 2021, again that relies on a bunch of factors, namely the pandemic and vaccines and everything related to that before we can really say, uh, but it should start to hopefully appear in some some other devices. And looking beyond CES, how does the 5G landscape look? Is it more of the same with incremental improvements to the network, or are we actually going to see some different applications emerge that really take advantage of the speed and latency? Because I, I know with 4G, it took a little while before we got capabilities like live streaming uh, and, and apps like and like Uber or Airbnb really took off. So what do you expect for 2021? Well, that's something I, I hope to see a little more of during Hans's keynote, uh, these type of applications. The carriers, a lot of them are working. They have incubators and accelerators and different programs designed to find the quote-unquote killer app for 5G. Right now, let's say a year really into 5G, 2020 was when 5G really started to become widely available and accessible. There doesn't really seem to be that must-have experience. So hopefully at CES, we start to get a better idea of what that is. I don't know what it is, uh, again, because a lot of different things have been going on with the pandemic. So there's no real reason to go out and use a 5G network when you're stuck at home on your Wi-Fi. Uh, but maybe we'll start to see uh, some fruits of that labor. Yeah, I know when when Apple launched the iPhone 12 or the iPhone 12 family, and all those phones were 5G enabled, there was a lot of discussion about you know that being a, a real catalyst for developers finally taking a serious look at 5G and, and starting to develop applications that take advantage of the speeds. Fortunately, for the vast majority of Americans, the those nationwide 5G networks, the speeds aren't Great. They're not quite what the, the hype has promised us, right? So I think that's still, that's still going to be a bit of a challenge, right? Yeah, and it should improve. These things are, are constantly going through updates and iterations, uh, both in terms of deploying 5G on new towers and improving the software that 5G runs on. 
Uh, Verizon told me late last year that they plan to have an update uh, early in the year to improve their 5G performance. That was their chief technology officer, Kyle Malady. Um, he told me that late last year. So hopefully we'll start to maybe, again, at this keynote, start to see when that might show up, what kind of impo- uh, performance improvements we might expect. Uh, but again, this is a very iterative process. It's it's a marathon, not a sprint. Not to mention sprint too, obviously, as well. <laughs> of course. Uh, and you know, looking at the CES schedule, there are nearly 20 sessions or keynote uh, speeches that are devoted to 5G. Uh, and I would... Just to give a little plug for myself, I'll be hosting a panel uh, with with folks from Verizon, from the Mayo Clinic, and Qualcomm to discuss 5G and some of these applications, specifically applications that uh, you know that really kind of look to solve some of the problems exposed by the coronavirus. Things like lack of telemedicine, uh, better experiences for remote learning and remote work, uh, and and really closing the digital divide, which has been uh, you know a topic that Cena has been pushing a lot over the last year, especially uh, that that's one issue that's really gotten a lot more attention in the, in the coronavirus and the lockdown. And, and the fact that, you know, folks who don't have access to sufficient broadband have been really locked out of uh, the opportunities that the fewer opportunities that we've seen over this last difficult year. So Eli, thank you for your time. You can check out my preview on cnet.com. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge or sign up for direct text messages from me by heading to cnet.co slash daily charge. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and rate the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.